on 90.3 KRNU. This is my mom's mix. My name is Sam, and this is a weekly show where I sit down with my mom and my stepmom, and we walk through their life via music. This is my mom, Isabel. Hello. This is my stepmom, Tracy. Hi there. This week, we are time traveling all the way back to the 70s and early 80s, your guys' young adolescent years. How old would you guys have been, let's go with, around 1980? Well, we were both born in the early 70s. So, yeah, we were probably like 9, 10, 11-ish, around 1980-ish. No, I was seven. I was seven years old in 1980. So at this point, you guys were little kids and you probably didn't have a whole lot of control over what you got to listen to. 1980 is 22 years before I was even born. I can't imagine you two were listening to music with the same technology I did growing up. We we actually lived through eight track cassette tapes mm-hmm. and, and, and and records. I feel like now people listen to music a lot while driving or while doing work, always while doing other things. Nowadays, I feel like more and more people are choosing digital platforms over more traditional radio. How common was listening to the radio when you were a kid? You know what we did we didn't I certainly sure as hell didn't fly anywhere on vacation we it was always road trips mm-hmm. and so there would mm-hmm. always be these road trips with the eight track <laughs> tape or or you know radio if you could get it mm-hmm. but yeah because there wasn't i mean they're really it's so weird to think back um there was maybe three tv stations that everybody watched and so radio stations were about the same there was probably three or four of those and always you know that was all you had to choose from. I mean, and so I think that is the, the main reason that people started uh, collecting music. When I think about it, I think that's what started the collecting of music that you could just play in your car with the eight tracks because, yeah, there wasn't. Well, and they when were, you listen to the radio, it was different. It was like it wasn't always music, too. Um, there would be times when it was just somebody talking for hours, you know, maybe they're they're talking about the news or they're telling a story. Okay. Or you had a baseball game or something or a football game. So there wasn't always music available on the radio like there is now. What kind of music would your parents play while on road trips? My dad loved country and this is classic country like Loretta Lynn, Coal Miner's Daughter, Conway Twitty. I can't even think of some of his stuff, but, uh, Charlie, did you, did you care Park. for Laura Lynn? I hated all of it at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. I hated all of it. I did too. But now when I hear one of those uh one of those classic country songs, it does it brings me back to my childhood. So it's I don't hate it anymore. But God, back then when I was seven, eight, you know, 10 years old. God, I hated country music. My mom listened to, I think what they called it back then is, you know, adult top 40, like Juice Newton, um, playing with the queen of hearts. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) Is that what your family was listening to mama? Okay. Well, okay. Our mothers were very different. My mom was a hippie. We're talking rainbow gatherings. She told me the story. Like, I really needed to hear this. Oh, you were conceived at a rainbow gathering. I love you more than the flowers love the sun. I mean, she was totally all about that, right? And so 
when I was with her, it was Steppenwolf, Janis Joplin, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. I mean, I do enjoy that music. I still to this day enjoy that music. My uncle, he was he was the cool guy. So, you know, it was Kiss. And <laughs> first concert I ever went to was Kiss <laughs> when they were still in the moon boots and the makeup. It was insane. I think I was maybe 10. But, yeah, it was that. You know, you'd have Kiss and then he would... Oh, and he absolutely loved like Ozzy Osbourne, you know. Well, see, at least you got to go to concerts. I did. I, I, did. I, I didn't I did. get to go to a concert until mm. I wanted to go and, and, you know, 14, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, a lot of his music was more rock and like solid rock, you know, the like, rock, the devil music. They used to call it the devil music. And some people probably still do. But, what did the concert look like? Oh, it was wild. Okay, back then, if you went to a concert, there weren't chairs. There wasn't seat. There wasn't stadium seating or any of that. It was a big mosh pit. I mean, just a big, large, yeah. open area. It's what we called general admission. And that's for everybody, right? So you pay like, like 15, 20 bucks. No, it was probably about like 40. Oh, was it that? Yeah. Oh. And so you want to get up to that stage, you better have some elbows, baby. <laughs> Or a tall, tall friend that can push you through because that's how you did it. Nobody paid like what they do now. I want to sit up closer to the stage and I had to pay like a thousand bucks or whatever. You didn't do that. You just, you got in there as early as you could and you rolled up on that stage and it was wild. And we were, we went to an Alice Cooper concert. I'll never forget this. And we were like practically up to the stage. And I mean, it was wild. People did jump off the stage into the crowd the crowd caught him there was there was body surfing um i was actually sitting on because i was kind of a scrawny kid so i was sitting on my uncle's shoulders but it was wild
starstruck to know that my mom was on her uncle's shoulders, almost on a stage with Alice Cooper, to be honest. But the the other thing about being born in the early 70s is that we lived through disco. Oh, yeah. And disco. I'm sorry. But I love disco. Oh, the hustle. The hustle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We are family. That was a little later. It might have been just a smidge, but gosh, it was. I mean, they're staying alive. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The Bee Gees. Yeah. That was that song. And Saturday Night Fever. Oh, okay. Not a great movie, but had awesome music. Oh, yeah. But, you know, back then it was all, it's so funny because we see um, with the way people dress now, like the the clothing and everything, it's like, this isn't new. All that flash and, and, you know, sequin and all that, that was, that was around. Rhinestone cowboy. It was, oh God. That was one of my favorite, when I, and I was probably like seven or eight years old and I love, and Glenn Campbell actually is from Arkansas. With Glenn Campbell growing up in Arkansas, it's not surprising. It was playing on radios around the Arkansas area you two grew up in. He would go on to have 80 different songs on the Billboard country chart. His song, Rhinestone Cowboy, that was released in 1975, would even spend time at the number one spot on Billboard's Hot 100. With all that said, let's yeehaw our way right on into Glenn Campbell's Rhinestone Cowboy. Same old song. I know every crack in these dirty sidewalks of Broadway, where hustle's the name of the game, and nice guys get washed away like the snow and the rain. There's been a load of compromising on the road.
At such a young age, I feel like it is unlikely you guys had much of a choice what you spent some of your time listening to. When you weren't forced to listen to someone else's music, what would you spend time listening to? I had I had this tiny little 40 mm-hmm. fl- 45 record player. Mm-hmm. It looks like a box and it, it has it a was, handle on it. And, yeah. Well, mine actually had Bugs Bunny on the top. Yeah. And mine was cooler. Oh, well, and I listened <laughs> to 45s of... Neil Sedaka, mm-hmm. and and again, I think I was probably seven, eight years old. My most favorite song in the world was Convoy, and it was all about talking on the CB radio. Truckers, yeah. Breaker, breaker, one nine. What's your twenty? There's a bear in the air, and it was. I mean, it was. It was a novelty song, but. I just, I went gaga over that. And that was, I think, I think I had like five or six 45s, but the ones I remember were, mm-hmm. and I cannot remember the, the name of the song from Neil Sedaka, but it was Neil Sedaka and the the song and the name of the song was Convoy. And <laughs> I, I could recite that. Yeah by heart for such a long, long time. Thank you. 
She was something else. She would have her <laughs> um, canasta parties with her friends, and they would mix up their junior league tea, which I found out later was just like Long Island iced tea for old ladies. And they would sit there and play canasta and drink the junior league tea, and then they then they'd have their music going. Now, your grandmother had the biggest crush on Elvis. So my grandmother did too. Yes. What was oh, that about? she just loved the pelvis. Let me tell you. And he, I mean, that woman Elvis all day long with her. And to this day, I, and she liked Frank Sinatra. And I remember the lyrics to just about all those songs, not because I want to, but because they you were heard them all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. She loved her blue eyes and her pelvis, honey. She was all about those two. And that I think I think that my grandmother played a lot of that. You look like an angel. Walk like an angel. Talk like an angel. But I got wise. You're the devil in disguise. Oh, yes, you are.
You know, Elvis isn't really strictly sticking to the 1970s and 80s theme, but I'm going to allow it since imagining you knowing all his songs thanks to my grandmother makes me laugh. Just so everyone else knows, since I know you, Mom, need no reminder, that was Devil in Disguise from Elvis Presley. This is my mom's mix on 90.3 Karen You. My name is Sam. I'm here with my moms, Isabel and Tracy. Let's get back to the 70s and early 80s. Any other iconic tunes everyone should know about? Oh my god, that one song I forgot, The Captain and Tennille. Oh, that was good too. I had that 45. What Cap- was that song? Um, you would ask me, and it's been so Hold long. on. The Captain and Tennille. And I actually, it's so funny. Cap- I did like Captain and Tennille. My Tenille. best friend. Um, oh my God, I can't believe she did this, but she named her daughter Tennille. Yeah, yeah, that happened. It actually happened. So she must have really liked oh, that song. Oh, was it, do that to me one more time? The captain and Tennille. Or yeah. love will keep us together. Oh, yeah. there was That was one. it. Love will yeah. keep us together. Yeah. That was the one captain I remember. Yeah, There was also yeah. muskrat love, but you know, that <laughs> I wasn't. I But no, in the car with my mom listening to adult top 40, I think love will keep us together mm-hmm, was mm-hmm, one of them. Mm-hmm. I
guys doing a lot of times? I mean, when you're a little kid, you're not the one driving the car. I know you said sometimes you're on road trips. But when you had something like your A-track tape at home or... Daydreaming. No. Daydreaming. Or watching out the window and listening to the song and daydreaming about being that person that's or, singing the song. Or being someplace else or... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, we... Neither one of us... Even though we didn't know each other at that time, we never, we didn't meet one another until we were in high school. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we, we were both in working class families. Mm -hmm. Um, You dream of being, you know, non-educated families. Right. Tradesmen. And so like neither one of us, we, we blue collar. Yeah. 100% blue collar. Um, so you dream about you're sitting in this 1977. Well, even, even the Pina Colada song. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. But you're sitting there and you're just kind of looking out the window on these long road trips or whatever. And these songs are playing and you are pretending that you're the gambler or you're the person that's floating away on the ship somewhere magical or driving the the truck mm -hmm, on the convoy. mm -hmm. Yes. And all, you know, your imagination when you when you sit there and you're just all you're doing is looking out the window. And even if the song isn't one you love, um, you still just listen to it. it. There were there were so many beautiful songs written with stories behind them and, and they were written for the times. too. Yeah. And somehow mm-hmm. you connect that even mm-hmm. even when we were, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, mm-hmm. eleven, you're still connecting that to your life somehow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm on a road trip and I'm thinking about the s- really silly, stupid song Convoy, but I see the truckers driving down the highway when I'm, you know, on my way yeah, and you, to you're, Branson. You're a, little, you're a little kid and you're like trying to get the trucker to honk. Oh, know, yeah. Like and pulling you, your you're down. pulling your arm down so that they yeah. they honk at you. Yeah, because back then that was cool. You know, you, oh, I got to get this trucker to honk, you know, because that's so cool. So when you guys think about like staying alive, that was that came out in 1977. Yeah, yeah. When we were so that would have made you like four years old and me like six. But I still, even though I was only six, I still remember hearing that on the radio, and it was just—I mean, it was fun. It was energizing. I mean, seriously, I know that that's that's kind of a bad pun, but it was energizing. Now, listen, I got a story that goes with this. So the reason I thought of this song when you asked me, I said, oh, my goodness. Okay, I told you I took dance lessons as a kid and I'm in kindergarten. And, of course, the song that my instructor picks for all us little kids to dance to is Staying Alive. And we're wearing these white go-go boots with this crazy fringe outfit. It's like I don't know, navy blue sequins with silver. It was crazy looking. And now I think back, I almost think it looked like something the Dallas Cowboys wore back then. Probably <laughs> was. I'm serious. It was crazy. But the funny story was that my boots came in and they were too big for me. Aww. But it was too late to send them back and get me another pair before my recital. So they had to stuff my boots full of paper. Tissue and paper. And I'm out there on, you know, on the stage doing this um, routine to, 
And the boot comes off, all right? (laughs) (laughs) And it was funny because my instructor, I remember she's like, just keep going, just keep going. So I am dancing with one boot on, one moon boot, mind you. No. Like a white go-go moon boot because they had those heels on them with one boot to staying alive. So I want you to visualize that for a minute for those of you who have not ever heard the song Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Just play it and envision what that would be like. Five-year-old that was like hobbled. Hoppling around on a stage in front of a whole bunch of people in one moon boot.
definitely seems like a lot of songs you guys listened to had themes that I'm not sure a kid would really understand, especially considering I know how much you've said you like songs like The Gambler before. How would you explain how you related to songs that followed adult themes, even though you might not have understood them at such a young age? The Gambler is a story song, and I don't know. I just... Well, frankly, I always thought I was butch, so I thought I was the gambler. So even at what's if it came out on 78, I was like seven years old. Oh and yeah, so oh. I I thought I would be the gambler. And even though I had no idea what gambling was all about, it was just it was a cool song. Kind of like Convoy. You, I really want to know who really liked that song. Come to mind. My cousin Greg. Oh, really? Oh, my God. He loved that song. He's my age, too, though. And he is your age. And we would sit at Pizza Hut. You remember how you'd put a quarter in? Oh, yeah. You'd play the jukebox. He played that song over and over and over again. And then him and his sister would sit there and sing it like they were Oh, so, yeah. You got to know. And, when I'm, to hold and I'm just sitting there looking at both no of them. Like, to hold and they didn't care. We were no in the middle. When to walk away. We were sitting in the middle of Pizza Hut. No when to run. Um, that's you guys I, sitting in the middle of pizza. Yeah, that's exactly in the middle of pizza hut, and these two are like you know singing that song because it was one of their favorites. Oh, I love that. I mean, yeah, it, and I don't know why I loved it, but yeah, I think I just imagined that I could be the gambler on a warm summer's evening on a train bound for nowhere. I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep. So we took turns of staring Out the window at the darkness To boredom overtook us And he began to speak He said, son, I've made a life Out of reading people's faces And knowing what the cards were By the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind my saying I can see you're out of aces For a taste of your whiskey I'll give you some advice So I handed him my bottle And he drank down my last swallow Then he bombed a cigarette And asked me for a light And the night got deathly quiet And his face lost all expression Said if you're gonna play the game, boy You gotta learn to play it right You got to know when to hold up Know when to fold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Every gambler knows that the secret to surviving is knowing what away, knowing what to keep, cause every hand's a winner, and every hand's a loser, and the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep, and when he finished speaking, he turned back toward the window, crushed out his cigarette, faded off to sleep, and somewhere in the darkness, the gambler, he broke even But in his final words I found an ace that I could keep You got to know when to hold up 
Kenny Roger, released in 1978. Funny to think of a child imagining being the gambler, giving advice in exchange for a drink. Even sillier to imagine kids singing along at a pizza hut. You can't have been the only ones loving this song, though, because at the time, the gambler peaked at number one on the U.S. Hot Country Songs billboard. Having you guys pick music for me, just as your parents did for you, I know you both liked Elton John. What would you say you loved the most from Elton John? I don't know what what the original lyricist meant. Um, if it was something bigger, but I always, you know, I'm my Daniel, my brother, uh, something about being what on a plane to Spain is that what it's what it says? But it was something about I think that may have been what captured me even when I was that young, is that I wanted to go explore and see things. I don't think that's what the song is about uh, as an adult, but that's what I heard when I was a, a young kid. You are right. That young you didn't really understand the song's true meaning. The song was written by Bernie Toppin about a Vietnam War veteran returning home. Interesting to think of a kid listening to such a song and imagining seeing the world, though.
What about you, Mom? What did music do for you? I took dance for probably about 10 years simply because I wanted to, to be able to dance to the music. You know, I, I, li- I just loved everything about it. And I would pretend even as a little kid that I was this great dancer. I was a fantastic dancer. And I was famous and I'd play this music and I'd pretend there was an audience watching me. See, I'd pretend that I was the rock star. And either way, I mean, it just, it, the engaging, we engaged, we engaged with it. It wasn't just background noise. It was. No, it was, of, it was part of life. Yeah. When you did mm-hmm. listen to it, it was like, that was what you were doing. And I would cry if certain songs came on. That oh, were I sad. still do. And I, I, I would feel, you know, I would have emotional reactions or the goose songs the goosebumps that you feel when you Mm -hmm. when you hear certain songs or Mm -hmm. if you're in a live show i saw some headline a while back that says you know certain people or there's a certain thing about that that really triggers uh certain people to feel goosebumps but music was supposed to always be able to do that and i think it it can was there a specific song that made you guys feel this way? It, oh, it so can be. Yeah. The, it can be anything. It yeah. just depends. Like if even even the country music mm-hmm. that I hated mm-hmm. when I was a young child, I might hear it. Uh, what was it? Uh, not George Jones. Oh, yeah. And I, I could not stand that. But that was one of the songs or one of the artists that, my dad would always play and Mm -hmm. if i would hear something like that now i would probably get goosebumps Mm -hmm. just because it would remind me of my youth and it would be an emotional connection or i mean Mm -hmm. i get goosebumps a lot of times well even if you like recorded music or live certain days you want to you know if you find you play certain type of music um, it does remind you of days from your childhood that you might have forgot about, or you know, it, it, the the songs connect you to something. Well, Tracy, let's see if you get goosebumps now as we listen to George Jones's "He Stopped Loving Her Today." He said, "I'll love you till I die." She told him, "You'll forget in time." As the years went slowly by 
She still preyed upon his mind He kept her picture on his wall Went half crazy now and then But he still loved her through it all Hoping she'd come back again Kept some letters by his bed Late in 1962 He had underlined in red Every single I love I went to see him just today Oh, but I didn't see no tears All dressed up to go away First time I'd seen him smile in years He stopped loving her today It placed a reef upon his door And soon they'll carry him away He stopped loving her today You know, she came to see him one last time And we all wondered if she would And it kept running through my mind This time He's over her for good He stopped loving her today It placed a reef upon his door And soon Stop loving her today We are winding down our first episode of My Mom's Mix on 90.3 KRNU. Do you guys have any last minute submissions for this week's focus on 70s and early 80s? Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton was good. Mm-hmm. Linda Ronstadt, she was on oh, the top forty. Linda too. Ronstadt, oh, don't you make my brown eyes blue? Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Did you guys like that song as a kid, or like their I, music? Yeah, I did. I think Linda Ronstadt actually was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I really, I thought she. Was well, and I like the Juice Newton tunes mm-hmm. too. They were, you know, it was what. Playing with the Queen of Hearts. Well, they were catchy and they were fun. Yeah, there was an there was a couple others, and she didn't have a long career, or at least not a long popular career. Mm-mm. But uh, she had a lot of hits during that time. What mm-hmm. was it? Uh, oh, don't call me angel. Yes, oh, of the morning. That played baby. a lot. That was like a uh, everybody loved that song. I mean. Or 
love's been a little bit hard on me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember and, that. And, you know, listening to those now, they're kind of like country pop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and you hear a lot of it in, in, in singers now. Yeah. I mean, I think... I think that uh, several of them have tried to emulate these earlier artists with their uh, their their singing styles and and the, what they do with their voice and the growling and the you know I'm I mean I hear it I hear it no. and it's like it's not new it it was around and I think that they probably some of them grew up listening to the same type of music said I really want to sound like this person. Music is 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 awesome. I mean, I well, it's transcendent. It's very transcendent, and and it's something that will never go away. It's just not going to go away, and I'm so grateful for that because there isn't a person on this planet that can't say that they hear a song, even if it's just one song, which you know, one song that really reminds them of something special in their lives something that really mattered or a person or a place or a thing or a time but yes I think everyone every single living being on this planet has that in common if not for anything else they have that in common
Juice Newton's love has been a little bit hard on me. Wraps up our first episode of My Mom's Mix, looking at my mom and stepmom's early childhood years in the 70s and early 80s. What did you guys think of this week's mix? I I, I didn't enjoy every one of them as a child, more the country ones, but the rock ones, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, I would enjoy them now. If I, In fact, I think I have some of those records upstairs. Yeah. yeah. Mm, it's, it's, it's a little love and hate just mm-hmm. because... Even though I hated them when I was a kid, it it still reminds me of good good memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had a lot of fun as as a. I mean, I really had a lot of fun as a kid. Like I said, there there was it was a good time. It was a really good time. It definitely seemed like kind of a mixed bag, but I suppose that's to be expected when there's a battle between what a kid might enjoy and what the parents enjoy. And that is not restricted to just one time period, I'm sure. I'm Sam, and I was joined by my mom, Isabel, and my stepmom, Tracy. My mom's mix will be back next week as we move further into the 80s on 90.3 KRNU. KRNU.